director of Youth Engage. And this um, discussion is part of the, we have a student faculty discussion series every semester in Roundtable, just to increase student faculty interaction. So um, I guess if you just want to give a little spiel and we'll have question and answer, okay. and just whatever. Okay, great. Um, so I, I know a little bit about Roundtable, but kind of summarize it for me. What is Roundtable? Casual, really good group of people who live together. It's a selective living. Yes, living group. You apply for it. Yes, and um, you're chosen by your fellow students. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh huh. And we just do community service, faculty, and social stuff, basically. Uh huh. And uh, how often do you? And you have a great spot on campus, huh? <laughs> Not bad. Um, I love coming to dorms. I have to tell you, I don't go into the dorm. I mean. Uh, it brings back memories, and it wasn't that long ago, but anyway. Um, Did you go to school here? I didn't go to school here. Uh, I went to Tufts University as an undergraduate. Um, but I met my wife in a dorm, so I like dorms. You know? uh, she's still, still my wife. and uh, So um, thank you for having me. And I don't want to talk at you. Um, I really welcome a conversation. My guess is that a lot of you know about Duke Engage, though I could be wrong. Um, and so I'd be interested in pitching this conversation at whatever level you would find most useful to you. Um, so let me be really brief, and then I'd really welcome a conversation. Um, Duke Engage is a new program on campus, and it's a program that is going to fund for Duke undergraduates uh, immersive civic engagement experiences somewhere in the world. And somewhere in the world, we mean down the block, where we hope our largest program will be this summer in Durham, to across the world. And we will have programs this summer in, if you've looked at our website, Yemen, China, Vietnam, Ghana, Guatemala, uh, Peru, Belize, um, Russia, and I'm just, I've got about half of them there. Um, and the, the idea is that students can either come into Duke Engage in one of two ways. You may have an idea of a project that you want to do individually, um, or, uh, and you could apply to us for that, and our priority deadline for that was January 15th, so we're still accepting, we, we are still accepting applications for the individual part. And then the group projects, which are all posted on our website, are built by Duke faculty or, and staff, or we hire what we call third-party providers, that is, organizations out there that build study abroad or civic engagement programs for, for uh, in some cases, undergraduates, in some cases, citizens. Um, and uh, those group projects, the priority deadline is February 15th. So that is Friday. We have a lot to do uh, to get ready. But um, so that, that, that's all online. There's an online application. You rank three programs. And that's reviewed by both Duke faculty, by Duke Engage staff, and by um, the faculty or staff leading the programs. The idea is you're going to go somewhere in the world and do good work. Through that good work, you're going to hopefully um, change yourself and make a contribution to a community somewhere. Um, one of the things that's most important to us in building Duke Engage programs, whether it's an individual who comes to us with an application or one of the programs that a faculty member may uh, propose to us is that we really first and foremost want to be responding to needs that have been identified by communities rather than um, needs that you may identify but have not, you know, you may think are out there but have not been identified by a community. Um, and that's really kind of the first thing we look at. Is this request coming from the community? Community broadly defined. I mean, it could be 
an organization. It could be a, literally a community. It could be a non-governmental non organization. It could be a governmental <laughs> organization. Uh, so really, the, the parameters are, are quite broad. Um, there's something else, too, that we haven't made much progress on. I've been directing this program since June um, that we're working very hard on and would you know, invite uh, students such as yourselves. We have a student advisory committee uh, advising us. But there's a broader initiative that's part of this Duke Engage, which is the Duke Center for Civic Engagement. So when you go drive by across from undergraduate financial aid and see our very nice White House there, it says Duke Center for Civic Engagement. And Duke Engage is the flagship program of the Duke Center for Civic Engagement, but the Duke Center for Civic Engagement will be more. What it will be, we don't know. The task force report that uh, that I chaired that was given to the provost and accepted by the provost basically said the Duke Center for Civic Engagement will be, will be an umbrella organization over service activities at Duke. Well, when you say umbrella organization, you're basically punting. Okay, you're not really defining relationships. Um, and so we didn't really specify. And so we have our student committee, we have our faculty committee, we have a national advisory board all thinking through these issues and what, they, uh, what that might mean for us. Um, and I welcome, you know, uh, the point of that is that Duke Engage is just one way that Duke students can get involved in service and civic engagement. And, of course, and, and our one way is immersive, meaning a minimum of eight weeks, meaning primarily in the summer, that we will accept applications from students who want to do a semester or a year-long program and take that semester or year, I shouldn't say take off. I need to think of a better way of putting that. It's certainly going to be the most challenging semester or year you would have. It's just that you don't gain credit from, you don't earn academic credit for, by doing Duke Engage. Um, and so it wouldn't necessarily be taking time off, but it would be taking time off from matriculating toward your degree. With the caveat, I should add that, in fact, when you do Duke Engage, you are considered a full-time Duke student, not for purposes of paying tuition. You don't pay tuition. But for purposes of financial aid, that is you don't need to start paying back your loans if you were to take a year off, and uh, for being covered by health insurance, either Duke health insurance or uh, parental health insurance that requires you to be a full-time student. So we kind of have a dummy registration system set up that, that classifies you uh, as a full-time student. We haven't really been pushing the semester and year-long option, though, a couple, though we do have one student doing it this semester and probably will have uh, uh, some more doing it in the future. Um, this uh, one other thing I should add is that the, the cost of the program is fully paid for. If you're doing an individual program, we have a, a, a stipend you get if you're going internationally and a stipend you get if you're going domestically. That should cover all of your costs. Um, if you're going on a program, we pay for the program expenses and you might get a small stipend for living expenses there. If you're on need-based financial aid, uh, your summer earnings requirement is waived for the summer that you would do a Duke Engage experience. And that's actually something that doesn't come out of our budget, per se, but comes out of the budget of financial aid. Um, there's no other university in the country making this promise to its undergraduates. And that is that if you want to do a civic engagement, uh, and, and if you're qualified, which means you can't be on academic probation, you can't be on disciplinary probation, you have to be able to make an app, you know, give us a good application, we want to provide this opportunity for you. We don't know what the demand is going to be. Uh, we have 1,200 students on our listserv. We have 550 students on Facebook. Uh, we hope to place 300 students this summer. And within five years, we hope to have a quarter of the Duke student body participating in Duke Engage. 
So our ambitions are really quite <coughs> ambitious. Um, as you probably know, when the program started, we were given two very generous gifts, one from the Gates Foundation, uh, $15 million, and one from the Duke Endowment, which is a foundation in Charlotte that matched that with another $15 million. So we have a $30 million endowment. It sounds like a lot of money. It's not. Well, it is. Um, I don't know if you know how endowments work. Do people know how endowments work? So with $30 million, how much can I spend of that a year? I could spend uh, 600 would be a 15, so I could spend 1.2. It's like four and a half percent. You could spend somewhere between. You spend somewhere between four and a half five percent of your endowment, with the idea being that it's there forever. Do, do you know what Duke's endowment returned last year? Thirty-one percent. It gained thirty-one percent. So if you're spending five, you're gaining thirty-one. It's getting bigger and bigger and generating more and more money. Our first year budget is over two million dollars. Uh, so Duke University, it's paying the rest through its strategic funds, and in the long run telling me to go raise more money, uh, but not, not in the short run. So Duke is, Duke is, as you know, President Broadhead is um, committed to this idea of using knowledge in the service of society. Provost Lang is um, more committed to this than I've ever seen him uh, committed to a program. So in terms of, you know, when you're an administrator, you want support from high levels. So when you have issues, you need another staff person, you need that. They're incredibly responsive and see this as something that I hope that within five years, when you go to a focus group somewhere around the nation um, and you say Duke University to somebody and you ask them, what are the f tell me five things you think of. They're going to say basketball. <laughs> they might even still say lacrosse. Um, they might not say Duke Engage, but I hope they say something about a university that is, I don't care if they know the name of the program, but I want them to know that Duke University is doing something that no other American university is doing, which is providing this kind, these kinds of resources for students. So I hope somewhere in the top five is a university that's committed um, to using knowledge in the service of society for the betterment of both students and for <coughs> communities. So we'll look at that in five years and see if we get there. So that's my down and dirty uh, summary of Duke Engage. And I'd really welcome, I'd love to know what you've heard about Duke Engage, what you think people are saying about Duke Engage, whether the message out there is confusing, whether you're thinking of doing it. I'm really open to, to conversation. I talk about this all the time, and I'd rather hear, I'm in the mood to hear, mm -hmm. to listen. Yes? I've actually never heard of uh, Duke Engage for a year long. So would you? fund a student's research for an entire year-long period? We would. We would. Wow. With one caveat. Okay. And we haven't been at, uh, just I wouldn't describe it as research. That okay. is, um, you know, so, so you can do a research project within what is broadly classified as civic engagement, okay? <clears throat> but it has to be a research project that engages a community okay. where the question comes from the community. So if you're going to go work in a lab, which is really important work, we're not going to fund that. There's, you know, there are things outside of what Duke Engage is going to fund. But yeah, we will fund a semester or a year-long project that falls under the definition of civic engagement generally. Yeah. And the fact that you haven't heard about it, I'm not surprised. Again, it's not a secret. It's just that we are really focusing on building the summer program, which is taking all of our energy right now and all of our staff energy. Yes? How do you... Can you tell me, when you answer this point, your name, um, where you're from, and what year you are? I'm Isaac Warren. I'm a biology major, and I um, grew up in Raleigh, North Carolina. And what year are you? I'm a sophomore. Sophomore, uh-huh. 
Um, so last summer I did this thing where I got to live with an alumni family for free, like 15 minutes from here. Summer of service? Yeah. Uh-huh. And I was wondering, first off, if, if you're, have you gotten the logistics together for that, or do you know? Uh, we, we are, you can't say it? No, 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 I, no, no, no secrets. No um, secrets? We're deep in the middle of trying to figure out how to partner with summer of service. Okay. What we think we're going to try to do is, for students who apply to get engaged <laughs> domestically, is say, we may have free living situation for you, connect with summer of service. Okay. But we're sorting that out right now. Okay. Well, and also, like, how do you like select these programs? Like, what is the the network that you're using, or what are the resources that you devote to finding programs? Because I mean, obviously, there's you know only a certain number of places that are out there, and there's a certain amount of of difficulty in finding work or you know, right in right. a totally different country. Sure, so, places where you can have meaningful yeah. experiences, where 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 there's housing and where you're safe and where there's something for you to do and there's mentors on the ground. So we've done it in two ways. For the group, that is for the Duke Engage group projects. Um, the individual want, you, I, I think you're, are you asking more about the group than the individual or, or both? In general, like okay. how, how you go about your you know, strategic process. And, <laughs> strategic, I wish. No, it's, uh, no, for the group projects, we have solicited proposals from faculty. We had a very elaborate process where faculty um, submitted ideas to us. We got about over 30 proposals from Duke faculty and staff for building programs around the world, and then had a committee of our faculty advisory board choose about 20 of those. Um, and it, you know, it, it's everything from is there a relationship in the community? Is there a need in the community? Um, uh, is it safe? There are certain places you cannot go as a Duke student. There's a new, in fact, new travel policy at Duke called uh, under a committee called ITOC, the International Travel Oversight Committee. So. Uh, I had a freshman ask me when I gave a, a talk at freshman orientation, can I go to Baghdad on Duke Engage? The answer is no. Um, there are countries that are off limits. You can, you can uh, ask for a waiver, but you won't get a waiver for Baghdad. Um, and so we look, you know, our, our, the lawyers look at the health and safety considerations. And then we also have contracted with, this year will be four third-party providers to do these programs. And this is a growing business. That is, there are scores and scores, if not hundreds, of organizations out there that say, we will build a program for you in A, B, C, or D with these elements. For those, we visited all of those programs before we'd send students there. So our assistant directors traveled uh, to those particular sites to visit both the logistics, the safety, the substance of the project. Now, the individual ones are, it's a really good question. So you know, we've had students, and we don't have a good system yet. We've had students say to us, so I, I want to do something, but I don't know why. Well, the best thing to do is come to one of our assistant directors and, and, and talk to them. Because they have, at this point, we call it a database, but it's not. It's an Excel spreadsheet okay, of opportunities that we know about. We are thinking of partnering with an organization called Universal Giving, actually founded by a Duke alum, that does have a listing. If you're interested, you should just go to their website, universalgiving.com, um, of, you know, there's drop-down menus, and you put in Asia, medical, summer, and it comes up with programs that take students to do those kinds of things. Um, we hope to, maybe by next summer, have a database up and running that would allow students, we may partner with Universal Giving or do our own, that, that would allow you to go in and indicate your interest and where you want to go, when you want to go, and that opportunity would come available to you. You know, there's also, obviously, um, 
the way the way I think most students who have given us individual projects have um, come across them is by doing doing web research, coming to talk to our staff. We know a lot of the opportunities. We just haven't been able to find a good interface to make them easily available to students on the individual projects. Does that answer your question? Yeah. Yeah. Hi, I'm Gabriella. I'm a sophomore from Australia. Uh -huh. And um, I'm coming very, very close to finalizing my, the details for my individual project proposal. And uh, my For this coming is, summer? For this coming uh -huh. summer. Um, my question is, I've heard that if you submit an individual proposal and it misses the mark very slightly or there are details that you feel um, that the Duke engaged faculty feels that could be worked out better. Um, can you work with us to improve that? Is what is the policy on that? It's a really good question. Here's what we're here, here's what we're confronting now. We have hundreds of applications. Um, of individual we, uh, applications. We will have hundreds total. The individual now are at. I don't know what the latest number is. There's still plenty of room for individual applications. That's encouraging. Yeah, and, and but get it in sooner rather than later. Um, so we have, we, we turn some people down, maybe you've heard about them. And so they have come back to us and said, you know, is there something we can do? And we do not have the capacity right now to do a revise and resubmit on the proposals. Right. And so um, the best thing to do is to talk to an assistant director before you submit All and right. say, here's what I'm thinking of doing, you know, would you look at this and is there something missing? The key thing that's missing from the applications of individual projects that we've turned down is this. There's just not enough detail there about what you will be doing. So we had a young man apply for a project in a country I won't name, just for pride, and, and he, he wanted to, um, it, was, it was a one, you know, it was, was well-intentioned, but he really just was going to be going around talking to school administrators to find out about needs there. It's not a project. There wasn't a clear mentor on the ground that was going to be there when, when, when he got there. It was just too amorphous. And so could we have worked with him over a month to get it to be a better project? Probably. We don't have the capacity to right. do it. So that's my really honest answer about right. that. Um, sorry, uh, tangential to that. What if you're working with an organization that's special? There are a lot of organizations out there that specialize in these kind of projects as such. Yes. Um, if you're partnering with one of them and a community organization together, does that make it more legitimate? Absolutely. I mean, yeah. if you, because then it's clear to us there's a program. Yes. So yeah. during our pilot last summer where we funded about 87 students, we funded students who went to Madagascar. Um, they went, they were going to an NGO that does work there, that's had internships, yeah. that we like to see. All right. That All gives right. us a lot more confidence. We're worried about these individual projects. Legal counsel's worried about these individual projects. Sending students all over. Parents are worried about these individual projects. So like Rotary International would be, if you wanted to go with a Rotary organization in, say, Latin America, you could tag team with them? Sure, absolutely. Yeah, that would, that would be, that would be a, uh, a way to do it. Um, it's a, remember, minimum eight weeks is, is and, and then we just, and our stipend this summer is, you know, where we were, uh, we, we were originally going to have students submit budgets. And then we just said, you know what, we don't have the capacity to scrutinize 100 individual budgets. So we did a lot of research, a lot of work. I used to run the Robertson Scholars Program, have a lot of experience in building summer programs and how much we spent on them. So if you're doing a domestic project, you get $4,600. And if you're doing an international project, you get $7,300 for this summer. And that's, that's the budget. You can appeal if you really think you need more, um, but we're going to be very, uh, uh, it's going to be unlikely that people will get more. Yes? Uh, my name is Akash Bansal. I'm a Chimunia and I'm from India. Mm -hmm. and I, was, I, I wanted to do an individual project and I'm currently in the same kind of stage as Gabriella. Uh, but I heard that like, you have to have like a faculty sponsor yes. for individual projects. 
Now, what what does that entail from like the faculty? Essentially, not enough, and I mean that. Sir, that is, we just ask that that you submit their name and that they and we have some language that we can send you about what it means. They should talk to you about the project. They should agree to be in touch with you on the project. Over time, we're going to want a larger role for faculty mentors in these projects. That there's some kind of reporting relationship with them, but at this point, we need we need to know that you've discussed the project with somebody. It doesn't necessarily have to be somebody who fully understands the project, who does that kind of research, but we want you to have a relationship with a faculty member. Now, essentially, like what my majors are, like my academics areas, they're very unrelated to developmental work or any sort of like civic engagement stuff. And with that, I mean, I, like my professors, I mean, they're very encouraging, but they would be reluctant to engage with me to like support that kind of project. So how would you recommend I go about getting that? Um, I'll say that I'd just email someone in my field. Or just like somebody just developmentally who okay. And try to find somebody who's willing to, and I, you know, if you tell me what it is, I can tell you some people who know about Duke Engage and might be willing to do that awesome. from our faculty committee. Yeah, because I'm thinking of something like the microfinance movement, so. We're going to have a really, we have a really good microfinance group project in Bangladesh. Um, in India, um, we're very interested in building microfinance programs. And you have a, a, a somebody yeah. there who is it through one of the existing microfinance banks? Yeah. Who? That's going to be through SKS microfinance. Yeah. So you know what? There's a there's a microfinance working committee here on campus. Uh, well, what is it? Seeds. Is that? Uh, That's the undergraduate part. I'm not sure, but you know, there's there, there's uh, Lori Leachman is a faculty uh, member in economics who's very interested in supporting students doing microfinance. She might be willing to uh, talk about that. Other other questions, ideas. Yes. So, if they sponsor um, up to an, a full year, you could do it after your senior year. No. You have to come back to Duke. You, you, so you're, 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 you're um, you have to be a return. You have to return to Duke. So you could do it your junior year. Um, what if you're returning to Duke for graduate? So no, we, we won't. We won't. Okay. We won't. You have to be an undergraduate. Okay. A, a, you have to be a current undergraduate. But could you do it like your last semester of senior year? No. Okay, so no. Like you, you, we want we we want Duke engaged to change the culture of this campus. We want Duke. We want this. We want this to be taught. We want this to be the topic that you're talking about in your dorm room, at the dining hall, on the bus. And so we want students coming back with the experience. And we think it has, we, th we think it will be infectious and viral. And uh, um, so um, that's the reason why we will not fund students who are not coming back. Yes? I'm Peter from Oklahoma, I'm a junior. Um, <coughs> You said that the problem with some of the individual applications was the amorphous nature of the application. Yeah. Is there anything you suggest for like the group projects, any kind of previous experience like in the application itself? Uh, when you're applying for the group one? I mean, I think what you want to do as much as possible is, uh, and we have not been through these yet, so I'm, I'm thinking about what we might see, is that you want to, as much as possible, show why it makes sense, why this is a passion of yours, like why this particular... You know, most of the group projects have pop-ups, um, uh -huh. or some don't. Um, like, for example, you know, New Orleans. We're gonna, we want to have 30 students in New Orleans, and we, we have probably 20 or 30 different kinds of internships that students will do in New Orleans. All live together at Loyola University, doing hands-on <coughs> activities together. Um, so you want to give a, a statement about why, for you, 
this will be transformative and, and, and that it relates to something that you've done in the past or something that you want to do in the future. Okay, thank you. Yes? Um, what sort of things do you foresee there being like after you know students come back, they've had this experience, like what sort of forms for them to share their experience, like a class or? Yeah, it's a good, it's a good question. So one thing I forgot to mention, I shouldn't have forgotten this, um, is that there's a series of mandatory workshops you must take before you go on Duke Engage. Um, that will be offered. We have three general: the ethics of service, um, how to do it, you know, how, uh, cross-cultural competence. Each one of those will be offered ten times. You've got to take all three of them. Ten times, so like thirty of them. There'll be thirty of them. You have to take three. You know, to, okay. so but we so there's no excuse like I couldn't do it mm -hmm. because we're offering them ten times each. Um, that's the preparation. So you begin to think about what it is to be an American in, well, in Durham or in, um, or in Yemen or somewhere in between. Um, the follow-up, we're still working on what the details are going to be, but a couple of exciting things are emerging. One is we're going to have a big event when students come back, and that will be a, a forum for students to share their experience, um, to have breakout sessions where students can, with each other, process the experience and talk about it. Um, we are about 95% certain that there's going to be a course offered in public policy called the Politics of Civic Engagement as a follow-up to the Duke, uh, Duke Engage experience and our Student Advisory Committee, and if this is something you're interested in, I'd hook you up with them. Um, we're very interested in offering a, number, a series of house courses that students would take when they come back to follow up on Duke Engage. The, 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 the issue there is that Duke Engage is extracurricular. You're not getting credit for it. But if it's going to become a central part of what Duke is and what Duke students do, um, and the, the analogy I use is Duke Engage cannot be a barnacle on this ship. It needs to be an integral part of this ship. And maybe not the steering wheel, but integral. Um, it, needs to, it needs to be integrated into the academic experience. So we're going to have special workshops for students who come back. All right, you've done Duke Engage. <coughs> Might there be an independent study you can do that would build on that? Might it lead to an honors thesis? Do you want to take a public policy course? Do you want to take a house course? Do you want to offer a house course? I think over time, the follow-up to the Duke Engage experience will become a little more circumscribed, and there'll be sort of a couple of paths. But at this point, we're letting a thousand flowers bloom, putting a bunch of things out there, and seeing what students want to do when they come back. For me, the worst thing that would happen is that students do nothing when they come back. That would be really disappointing. And so it's our responsibility to um, create a series of um, opportunities, whether it's you know individual counseling that we do about what you might do with it, to a class, to make this part of what you do at Duke. Yes. Um, my name is Beth Calloway. I'm a junior from Virginia. I was wondering. Um, there's a group project I was really interested in that's um, also part of a focus and um, study abroad. It's um, engaging Duke in Russia. Yes. So I was wondering how those are structured. Um, you have to have done the focus or? Um, I, I think you have to have Russian for, for that program. I think it's a prerequisite. I have to check. I, no, it's, um, it said there's language training. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. um, I, so uh, for that particular program, we have three partnerships with study abroad, one in Ghana, one in Turkey, one in Russia. For the Turkey and Ghana programs, you have to do both. That is, you can't do the Duke Engage without the study abroad because the um, study abroad um, 
the Duke Engage is only four or six weeks. So if the, Duke, if the study abroad is six weeks long, we tack on a four-week Duke Engage experience. If the study abroad is uh, four weeks long, we tack on a six-week Duke Engage experience to make a 10-week experience. You can't do just the Duke Engage part because it's not a long enough immersive. The Russia one has two tracks, a study abroad with a small Duke Engage, or you can do a full eight-week Duke Engage in Russia. So that you do not have to do the study abroad for. Whether they're only taking students from the FOCUS program, I'm not 100% certain. The person to email about, about that would be Edna Andrews, who's, you have, and what has she said? Um, she, she, I think it's a, I think anyone can apply. Yeah. Um, but she, yeah. She's actually in Russia. Especially. She's in Russia now, mm -hmm. right. So Mike, um, New City is, is kind of dealing with the local, with, with students who need to talk to somebody from their office. So um, I know that they've been overwhelmed <coughs> by interest in this program. But uh, I, I, as you said, it's open to others. Yes? Uh, now, is there like, some sort of like a walk, uh, drop by policy like when we can like, just come to your office and like, speak with the assistant director or something? We don't have uh, set office hours, but if you go to our website and you look up either Inga Peterson or Sarah Trent, they, they'd be happy to make an appointment with you. It's Inga Peterson and Sarah Trent. Yes. Hi, I'm Natasha, and I'm a sophomore, and I'm from um, Tennessee. Mm -hmm. I was actually in India a few, like, over winter break, and I spent the day with Mike Belden touring some of the Duke Engage facilities there. Um, and one of the things he had remarked upon was the fact that a lot of the people who were um, benefiting from the work of Duke students were a little bit disillusioned by the fact that of the high turn turnover rate. And so... I was wondering, like, if the money you receive from Duke Engage expires at the end of the eight weeks, or if you're able to cut down costs, could use it over two summers. Um, you, we will only fund one Duke Engage experience, and so, uh, you know, Mike is identifying a real—it's a real issue. I'm not going to deny that the issue exists. What we hope is that students will be able to find other sources of funding if they want to continue the experience. And look, I, you know, the turnover is is a negative, but. Uh, in defense, I would only say one thing, that is that we want to, by building these group projects, we want to at least let these communities know that though it may not be you coming back, that we're coming back. That is that we're not just coming here for one year, extracting experience, coming back. That is that these are ongoing relationships. This is, uh, the way that these programs are going to be good for you and for communities is to build relationships. And so um, that's our goal in doing that. But it's, you know, yeah, the fact that it's going to be hard to go back is, is, is a negative, but we don't have enough funding to do more than one at this point. It's a good question. You had a... Yeah, it actually ties in with Natasha's question, but um, what could Duke Engage use to facilitate students who want to go back and create a more meaningful and sustainable impact upon the communities that they had um, spent their summers at? Because eight weeks is short, especially spending four of those weeks like getting accustomed to the culture, et cetera. Um, so what could Duke Engage, how could Duke Engage use its re like resources to better like, get those students into contact with people to continue their summer experience? Well, you know, what we, would, what we do and what we did in our doc, a document that we shared with students who did the pilot is say, here are other possible funding sources at Duke, whether it's undergraduate research, whether it's um, SOUL program, whether it's a post-graduation, you know, post there's both the Heart Leadership program and the um, Heinz Fellows Program at the Center for Documentary Studies. So try to connect you with resources about 
um, how to do that. You know, we're all, I'm also, th th this is new. There's nothing we're not going to think about doing. We'd also be really interested in sitting, if students had an idea about, all right, we now need to go raise some money so that we can do something different in this place, and be, we'd be interested in talking about that. We don't have a mechanism right now to guarantee it. I just have kind of a general question. Yeah. Um, I'm Erin from Florida, by the way, okay. and I'm a freshman, so I'm looking at to engage for uh, next summer. Mm -hmm. Overall, would you f do you feel that the individual projects are really making a difference? Or I, I don't know enough, but I kind of feel like it's reinventing the wheel. And as soon as, like Angie said, you get your two months to figure out the culture, to figure out your resources, and put those things together, would you just recommend doing your projects so that you can have that basis to cycle through? I think it's, it's a good question. You know, I've said to people that I think over time um, Duke Engage will be, will have fewer individual projects and more. Th that is, from what I know about how you make an impact and how you build a, a quality program for undergraduates so that you get the most out of it, I think the individual projects are risky. And I don't mean risky health and safety-wise, so they are that too. But I mean risky in terms of, you know what happens? You get there, yeah. and the mentor is gone. They change jobs. There's a strike, uh, you know, and, and inevitably the project changes. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, because I think transformation comes, and you're, you're kind of confronting that situation, saying, "Okay, what am I? How am I going to, how am I going to make lemon lemon aid out of lemons in this particular situation?" So I think that there can be real individual transformation in succeeding in an individual project. I just think that we're going to evaluate this very closely as we look at the qual. I think that the chances for uh, having less meaningful experiences are greater with individual projects. I wouldn't be surprised in five years if that, that was a very small track of Duke Engage. But at this point, we want to see and test those and try, and try both. So I don't want to just, I also think, here's the thing, I, here's, here's what I would say to you. If you don't know what you would do with an individual project, don't go fishing for one. It seems like if you come from that country and came to Duke that, and you already have those contacts, um, that would be best. What about gender-wise? Are, are women also doing individuals? Yes. Projects? Yeah. I was just wondering. Yeah. And, um, you know. Do they go in, in groups? Or I'm just wondering in safety in other countries. Um, no, they don't. So we'll be funding individual students going around the world. And all individual students will be going through a um, safety uh, workshop that we will do. They will be, have to be in touch with us regularly throughout the summer. We will have an emergency 24-hour number. We have evacu medical and political evacuation insurance. And the world is a dangerous place. I don't say that to scare you. I say that, that the real, the real, you know, if university council, like if we tried to approve Duke Engage by including lawyers in the conversation, the program wouldn't exist. <laughs> okay? So we went to the lawyers after announcing it and said, make this work. So when you do Duke Engage, you're going to be signing a pretty long uh, participation liability waiver. It's getting longer by the day, literally. Um, if university council had its way, you would never leave your dorm room. And, uh, and um, I'm serious. So, but would, would, would I want to... goalposts. What's that? Except to steal the goalposts. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, and then, and then, you know, so 
So we canceled our Kenya programs, you may have seen. We canceled our two, we, are, we were going to have two programs in Kenya, obviously Wiser and Cheryl Broverman's program, which is such an excellent program, and we were going to do one through a, a third-party provider called the Foundation for Sustainable Development. We've canceled those. Started my application. Um, <laughs> Before that. Yeah. Um, so they're good opportunities, unless you oh, really yeah. wanted to go to Kenya. Then well, I did, but I'm... But you know that. So when we canceled it, I got a note from a colleague who just said, "Oh, I see you canceled your Kenya programs," and then wrote to me about the um, the tragic murder of a Duke graduate student in Durham and the crimes that were taking you know taking place in Durham. Uh, so I'm not saying that to scare you. I'm just saying that. Um, you know, there's certain places I wouldn't. You know, I wouldn't recommend an individual student go. Um, but if and if you do go, that you're part of something like whether it's Rotary or World Wildlife Federation that brings in a dozen students, and you may be applying as an individual or participating in a project that has people around you. But we had a student go to um, we had a young woman go as part of our pilot to South Africa last summer, and um, she got there. Project fell apart. Mentor was gone. And she had an incredible summer. I mean, she was managed to pull the whole thing together, and so um, and was very wise about health and safety issues. And uh, so it's again, what I would say is, if you if you if you don't have a burning passion to go do something specific, find a group project that really fits with what you're thinking about. And we'll have obviously next summer, you know, hopefully the group projects that we're doing this summer, and then others as well. Any other? Did you all know about Duke Engage before I came here tonight? Mm -hmm. And so, did anything I told you you didn't know? I know something. Uh, <laughs> details. Yeah. I feel like um, the word about Duke Engage is really being spread by word of mouth more than anything. At least for me, that's yeah. people who did the pilots last summer. And exactly. <coughs> uh -huh. I mean, and I mean, being in roundtable, <laughs> so many roundtables <laughs> were <laughs> right. wiser and whatever else last summer. Um, but even beyond that, just in general, people are talking about it already, which is interesting because it is such an incredible <coughs> Yeah. And like a lot of my freshman friends, we all want to do engage sometime in our career. So we want you to do it. We really do. Yeah. We, we've been told by admissions that, um, uh, you know, the question, why Duke? Well, yeah, I put Duke engage in that. Well, they're, uh, <laughs> <laughs> this year they're saying about one in 25 are mentioning, mentioning Duke engage, oh, and this is our first year. And so, you know, this, this could really transform this place. The question on the application says, why do you want to go to Duke? Oh, I was going to say, I, well, during my application process, I was early decision, um, and it was right like a month before the Duke Engage came out, and I read about it in the papers. And I know that people at my high school are now looking at Duke in a new light because of that. That's great to hear. That's great to hear. It influenced my decision, too. Huh. That's great. That's, that's part of the, that's part of the, the, the goal. Um, that this could have a cultural shift. And changing cultures takes a long time, but um, a program with this kind of support and um, this kind of resources can do that. Yeah. Do you look at Duke Engage as being a permanent Duke establishment, or will funding eventually run out? No. Permanent? It'll be permanent. Wow. Permanent. Yeah. I, I say that. Um, I hope I didn't jinx us. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, as I said, endowments are designed to last forever. And we're going to need to raise a lot more money to pay for um, the, the number of students we're anticipating funding. But um, I, I will, I hope, and I will bet that Duke Engage is here to stay. This is not just a, a couple-year program. 
I'd have to find another job. <laughs> this is too much fun. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, this, this is like a suggestion for you. Yeah. Uh, I'm actually president of this national association at Duke, and we are, think we are currently like working with a pilot project for study abroad to connect students, Duke students that are going abroad to certain countries with international students hmm. from that country at Duke. Uh huh. So that they, they can help them like adjust and do like a lot of like cross cultural competency stuff. Uh huh. On a more specific basis and kind of like help them with all of that. And I was wondering if Duke engage would like to. Love to. Well. I'd love to. Every group project is going to have, uh, in addition to the three workshops that are required that are general for everybody, is going to have a site-specific workshop. I would love that if we could, for each of those site-specific workshops, have somebody from that country there. That would be that would be great. So definitely connect with connect with me. Please do. I think I may have a card with me somewhere. Um, I do. There you go. <laughs> yeah. A logistical question. Like, I know that you said it can't be a job. Like, it has to be an internship. Like, what? like you can't be paid by someone else. Can't be paid by someone else. So, theoretically, I mean, I know a lot of things. Like, after you graduate, that they pay you like minimal wages to get into, and it's like a year-long program or something like that. Could you like say take me for free to those people, and would you still consider that a noble thing? Like to try to say like. You know, I'm. I have I have this university that's going to help me uh, for a year in some way. That like, I don't. I, in reality, don't, like if you like if I were to go to college, I have to make a certain amount of money like right away to get by. But if if I were to take a year off in between college to go around and do environmental work throughout the U.S. in a program that's geared towards graduates, and they would like let you in on the basis that you're a, a freeloader. That you're free. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. That would be and, and we're already doing we're already doing yeah. that with some programs like, for example, Student U in Durham um, is one of our Durham sites, and they pay students a certain stipend. Duke students who go to Student U will not be paid by Student U; will be paid by us. And so this is both good for the Duke student who's getting their full <laughs> stipend, and it's really good for Student U because they're saving money. It's, it's very unconventional in our society for that. It's just, I just wonder if there's... Yeah, no, it, it would, you know, uh, those programs love us because then they can get more people. Right. Because you're free. Breakthrough Collaboratives, <coughs> you may know of Breakthrough Collaborative, which I'm is an... Applying. You applying to Breakthrough Collaborative? Mm -hmm. So you could apply for Duke Engage funding... I could. ...to do Breakthrough Collaborative. <laughs> yeah. Or you might not want to use your Duke Engage experience for yeah, exactly. collaboratives. And yeah, yeah. So you might want to save it, but you could do that. Okay. Then you can do breakthrough and Duke Engage. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes? Um, I just had a question, I guess, about the logic behind one of the questions on the group project application. So at the beginning, it asks you to describe um, the community in which you will be working. Mm -hmm. And I guess, I don't know if they're getting at, hey, did you do your research? Um, and also to compare it to the community from which you are coming, from mm -hmm. in which you grew up in, in which you grew up. Um, but I guess, what is what exactly is the logic and in, in that question, and what are what is Duke Engage looking for in an applicant? We're, we're, we we want to know that you know something about the place that you want to go, and that you're thinking about it uh, more generally in terms of how it. <coughs> Interacts, kind of what I said earlier about like an individual pro uh, applying to a group project, how it interacts with who you are and where you're from. So we're just look, asking for you to be thoughtful. I don't think we have a checklist of how we're going to 
look at that, but... Um, I mean, I'm, I'm just struggling with that a little bit. I come, um, I'm come, i applying for Tanzania. I grew up in Concord, North Carolina. I don't really know what to say. Right. Um, Tell us that. <laughs> I, I, I be honest. Be honest. That, you know, I'm not sure how this connects, and that's why I want to go. Or, um, or, you know, this would be something totally different for me. I've never been to a place like this, and here's another time I've had an experience like this. Or I've never had an experience like this, and this is why I want to do it. Don't... Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure we know exactly what we're I'm not sure, or what we're, we're not what, exactly what we're looking for there or exactly what we're going to get. D don't overthink that one. Okay. Really, <laughs> I, I'm not I'm not deceiving you. Yes. Um, I'm Jonathan. I'm a Florida freshman, and uh, I'm thinking ahead. I'm a Pawpaw major, and so I'm thinking about the uh, Pawpaw internship. Has that been an explored? Uh, yes. It, it happened last summer, and we expect to get a lot of uh, applications from public policy internship students. They have very minimal funding within the public school of public policy for, do, for uh, funding these kinds of projects. The only issue for the public policy ones are that there are many that are not civic engagement. Okay. And that there are some that, you know, that are. If you go to work for MSNBC, that's not a civic engagement project. You know, um, and we also can't fund students going to work for um, partisan political, so you can't go do a, a governmental internship with a with a with a congressman, for example, because because we're a nonprofit as Duke, we can't fund that experience. But there are lots of public policy things one could do that would qualify as civic engagement. So yeah, we've talked to um, Elise Goldwasser and Donna Dyer over there, and fully expect a lot of public policy students to apply. And the nice thing about that is it links it to the curriculum, because you guys have to do that for that major, so we like that, just as global health. We're going to be getting a lot of global health applications, because you have to do a, a global health to get the certificate in global health. Yeah. How difficult would it be to have, the, like the Duke Engage program, a lot of people really appreciate its structure, so how difficult would it be to have a Duke Engage experience, but with alternate funding? Like if I wanted to team up with a Duke in Russia, I do a side project, but live with the Russian program, but without the Duke engaged funding? Complicated. Complicated. That's my first reaction. I mean, um, so you would go there, maybe pay for it yourself, but do their project. Maybe a separate project, but like I'm interested at first, like the Duke engaged in Hanoi, Vietnam. Yeah. But because I'm no longer eligible for Duke engaged, I was, I was wondering how difficult it would be to coordinate. Yeah. But um, it would be difficult. Okay. My first reaction, like legal, logistical issues, would make it tough. Okay. Thank you. To be honest. Anything else? Well, look, you know, I, I um, really appreciate your s smart questions. I don't get to talk to students enough. Um, as I become a narrow-minded bureaucratic administrator, looking at budgets <laughs> and contracts and legal counsel, so I, I really appreciate the opportunity to come in here and, and talk to you. I was invited a couple of months, maybe a month or so ago by Andrew Zonderman and couldn't because of my schedule, so I was glad that uh, you got back to me. And if, you know, if Roundtable is interested in pursuing this issue further in terms of talking about civic engagement, um, there's certainly faculty, I think, who would be interested in doing this. Students who have done Duke Engage would be interested in doing this, so I'm really just know that I would welcome the opportunity um, to link with you in, in uh, other ways. You don't need to hear me again, but we can find other people for you, other people for you to hear. Great. Uh, thanks so much. Oh, thank you.
If I leave those, will those go into good hands or yeah. will, they, will they get thrown away? They'll go into good hands. We have yeah. tons of them left, so I'm not going to just you know, slide them under doors or give them to your friends. Storm, storm. Not yet. Not yet. In fact, but we're going to next year have a kind of formal.